You're not about that life, champ. I can see it. Game over, man. Game over. He runs with the 50. He runs with the 40. The guy is drunk. About playoffs? You kidding me? Cannot play with him. Cannot win with him. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. I want winners. Here we go. Play to win the game. That was one heck of a timeout. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. John is in trouble. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. DA Hunter sarcastically speaking about sports podcast. Uh, as opposed to putting out a statement or doing a press conference or anything like that. Because I want you guys to hear it directly from me. I want to speak directly to you and the city of Houston um, so you can hear the words straight from my mouth. Um, I have sat down with the McNair family and I have asked them for my release and we have mutually agreed to part ways at this time. Uh, I came here 10 years ago as a kid from Wisconsin who'd never really been to Texas before. And now I can't imagine my life without Texas in it. Um, the way that you guys have treated me, besides draft night, I mean, you guys booed me on draft night, but uh, every day after that, you treated me like family. And I truly feel like you're my family. Um, since that day, I have tried to do everything in my power to work and earn your respect and try and make you proud on and off the field. Um, you guys have given me everything and more, and I can only hope that you feel like I've given you everything I have. Um, the city of Houston has been unbelievable to me. It's where I met my wife. Um, it's where I've met lifelong friends and my teammates. Um, I've had incredible coaches and training staff and equipment staff and cafeteria workers and the weight room staff and uh, the front office people and people on the streets, people in restaurants and grocery stores and showing up at my house. Um, the connection is special and I will never ever take that for granted because I know how rare it is. Um, I'm excited and looking forward to a new opportunity and I've been working extremely hard, um, but at the same time it is it is always tough to move on. And uh, I just want you guys to know that I love you. I appreciate you. I appreciate the McNair family for giving me, uh, drafting me and giving me my first opportunity in the NFL. Thank you, Houston. I love you. If you didn't recognize that voice, that voice belongs to 10-year NFL defensive end vet, J.J. Watt. Yeah, motherfucker took a look at the landscape of the, of the Houston Texans like, uh, deuces, I'm fucking out of here, man. You got, they, they, the Texans, boy, they got a fucking problem there, man. I mean, first of all, did they ever even hire a head coach? And I really got to do some research on this, um, this, what was he, like a, He's a, a chapel leader, a chaplain or some shit, who apparently is now is running the team. Uh, I mean, that shit is in shambles. Yeah, Deshaun Watson just straight up like fucking trade me, get me out of here. And every team around the league is rubbing their little grimy hands together, including my team, my Broncos. Man, we're like, yeah, fuck that, we'll take him. Because if I've said it once, I've said it a thousand fucking times. Drew Locke is a bum. Nigga's a bum. He's not black, but he's a bum. Just unhappy. 
ready to go. He just doesn't like the direction. The one thing that that kind of kills me with him is, is he, when they signed him to that big fat ass deal, they're like, yeah, okay, Deshaun, we're going to um, include you in on all the major coaching hires. And they didn't, and then when they didn't do it, he gets bitter. I mean, I think that players should have some input, you know, a quarterback, but it's like, dude, you're not writing the fucking checks. You're the quarterback. You work for somebody. I mean, and it's all it's, it's all that the whole player empowerment thing. Where players, players nowadays realize they have the fucking leverage, leverage, and they use it. And I'm over here on the sideline talking shit because I'm not a player. If I was a player, I'd be using that sh- that angle too. But I'm not. So I'm just gonna sit on the sidelines like the rest of us couch potatoes who love sports and bitch about it. This motherfucker's unhappy in the NFL. It's like the all, apparently, it's a there's an epidemic of unhappiness in the NFL amongst quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers, he's another one who's unhappy. We'll see. The thing with that motherfucker right there is, is it's finally he's he's finally got to the point with the Packers. He's done everything he can do. I mean, and he's had good teams. This year the defense wasn't that great, but the offense was. He's played at a high level, won another MVP, but word is, word around the campfire is he wants out. But the thing with him, his unhappiness is it's not like like he's achieved a bunch and he's already won a championship. So in a way, you're kind of like, I can't, you can't really be too, too, too pissed off. Dude, I swear to God, every day I decide to come here with this dog, these people are here at the fucking park. Every time I go, come. Yeah, dude, I'm the one to fucking talk. Dude, did they set their clock to the time that I'm going to be there? They must. Maybe I should walk this fucker later in the day. I don't know. But anyway, back to the un- unhappy motherfucking quarterbacks. Yeah, dude just pissed off and want to leave and force their way out yeah uh, um who the latest one is fucking russell wilson i'm saying the word fucking fucking too much well fuck it i'm going to do it anyway especially russ wilson who you kind of think to yourself what are you doing you kind of think to yourself okay he's another one that but like for him he won he went to back-to-back super bowls like early in his career. Didn't he win his rookie year? But he went early. Won one and then lost one. And I'm sure thought, oh yeah, I'll be back here a bunch of times. Man, you should never think that shit in professional sports. Anytime you make it to a championship, you should never think, oh, I'll be back here, unless you're Tom Brady, that is, but we'll touch on um, later. Yeah. Russ Wilson, man, look, he got there. When he first got there, they had the Legion of Boom, that big-ass defense. And he was more or less a – he was he was a, a, a above-average caretaker quarterback then. But as the years went on and the Legion of Doom was disbanded, he became the leader of that team, running around, you know. And then, and then here's another thing with comparisons about him. Is he a running quarterback? Is Russ Wilson a running quarterback? Is, is Mahomes a running quarterback? I, I'd say they're scrambling quarterbacks. Running quarterbacks are more your Lamar Jacksons and Michael Vicks. Those are running quarterbacks. Scrambling, running and scrambling is different. Bam, I just came up. Uh, yeah. 
That's nasty, whatever the fuck that is. But yeah, I mean, early on in the, early on in the um, trade, well, I don't know, trade season, but once before the season even ended, the fucking Rams pulled their, <laughs> pulled the trigger on their trade. They, they got them Stafford and, and sent your boy Golf packing. He got exiled. He didn't get traded. He got exiled to the Detroit Lions. And apparently Carson Wentz, he's another unhappy one, but it's like, dude, motherfucker, your team is unhappy with your, with your garbage ass. He got progressively, he had the one year, he had the rookie year, and I'm thinking any year, but then after that, man, he was fucking shit. Damn right. He was not good at all. And so now here we are, they got Jalen Hurts waiting in the wings, and they, they got a new head coach who, yeah, I don't know if you caught that press conference. Whoa, shit. Yeah. Speculation is, is he's going to go to the, the Colts. Because Frank Reich, his old offensive coordinator, that's where he he landed. I don't know. Maybe he won't. All I know is, hey, man, look. If Denver's already shown a propensity to not to be able to draft a quarterback, we need a quarterback. I want a quarterback that we're going to – because I don't – dude, I'm not a fan of Drew Locke. And I hope – you know what I'm saying? Let's say we don't get a quarterback, which I hope we do. Let's say we don't. I hope Drew Locke balls out. I pray for him to ball out. You know what I mean? I want him to be good. I don't want him to be trash. I'm walking right across the street. He shouldn't have done that. Don't care. Did it anyway. Yeah, I want that motherfucker to be good. He deserves it. But I think that's all. That's all the quarterback bitching we're going to do because we've got obviously gotten into a... I'm I'm walking the dog doing a podcast, but all these asshole cars don't want to respect my authority. So we're going to take a commercial break and come right back, y'all. Could you imagine if you were Triple G? Yeah, Triple G. Not the boxer. That broad that fucking used Gorilla Glue on her hair, a.k.a. Tessica Brown. Look at this. Look at this. I looked it up on the thing. Tessica Brown, a woman who went viral after applying Gorilla Glue adhesive spray to her hair, has undergone a procedure to salvage what remained of her hair and finally brought it to an end to an end to the ordeal that has captured people online. And my first question was, is when I, when, when everyone was talking, was like, how the fuck did we even find out about this chick? Who put this shit up? And why is some shit like this going viral? I mean, somebody, some moron uses glue, some certain type of glue to glue, glue or fucking track back in. And here, and here it is. The 40 year old. Oh my God. You're fucking 40. Whoa. The 40-year-old who shared her unfortunate predicament on TikTok underwent a four-hour surgery in Los Angeles where the adhesive was removed, according to TMZ, which was given exclusive access to photos and videos of the surgery. (coughs) It had been more than a month after she initially styled her hair in a sleek ponytail. That shit was in there for a month? Boy, that answered a bunch of questions. Number one, I was like, where the fuck does this dum-dum live? Los Angeles. Number two. How did we find out? She put it up on TikTok. 
Wow. And I, I feel bad for her because she's going to be forever known as the Gorilla Glue Girl. Triple G. And she's not a girl. She's a grown-ass middle-aged woman. Whew. Whew. This is where I need my other, my drops. My, what would the, the, the Tiger Woods drop? That's what I need right now. What happened? There it is, baby. That's the one. I wasn't sure if I still had it because I'm, I'm using my iMac, which I just got back. Well, I got back like last week from, um, from the Best Buy. Had to make a fucking appointment and take it there. And yeah, dude, they're pissing me off too. I, 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 you make the appointment, you go there, drop it off. Don't hear anything for a while. And then all of a sudden you get a call. Yeah, we were able to, um, uh, save most of everything. We reinstalled, uh, we might lose some, some, some data and blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, Hey, look, I don't give a fuck about the data. Just say the computer. Uh, long story short, I go in and get my computer. And then when I, when I get it, I'm like, hey, uh, where's the uh, power cord at, uh, homeboy? He's like, yeah, it didn't come with one. And I'm pretty sure I knew it did, but apparently he says it didn't. I drive all the fucking way home and then realize, no, I have to drive all the way back. And he's like, yeah, well, you didn't. I'm like, yeah, I did. And uh, you better uh, um go behind the counter and get me another one or take one off of one of these fucking shelves. I don't even know why I brought that shit up because I'm trying to get the 30 minutes. I don't, and I, I'm kind of light here on uh, subject matter. Oh, this what we doing here? Australian Open is back in effect, but apparently, um, the what is it? The the English strain of the coronavirus has been um detected there, and so they're gonna lock the fucking country down while the Australian Open is still going on. Um, apparently they were pretty successful with that the last time. They just locked their whole country down. I'm like they say when they say lockdown, they locked the motherfucker down. But I guess they're going to be able to still do the tournament in like a bubble style, which I'm like, okay. Um, I don't really watch much. I don't think, I think Federer's not there. I know Nadal's there. No Djokovic is there. On the women's side, I saw Serena win. She's ranked 10th. Venus isn't there. Um, I had some reporter, courtside reporter, interviewing Venus Williams. And my wife was like, yeah, they, they played together. I'm like, well, that chick that's interviewing her is fucking tubby. And you know who else was fucking tubby? And I, yeah, I'm saying it. Um, That Naomi Osaka chick. You see her giddy up? She's got like a, a guy, she's got like a cat suit on, but then she had to have the nerve to have like a skirt. And all it did was add to her, to her gut. And I'm like, babe, she's tubby. My wife is like, you know, she's not. And then, of course, she does that move to where it's, where she's like, well, if you think she's fat, then... You know, I'm like, look, hey, look, hey, let's time out, time out, stop here. Stop. She's a professional tennis player. You're a 50-something-year-old housewife. You're not the same. And because in my mind, I'm thinking, yeah, you think that, and that's going to be another reason not to give me any ass. Because it always comes back to that. Sorry, I'm 49, I'm going to be 50 this year, but I'm still wanting to fuck. Yes. Yes. Probably TMI for you, but hey, I didn't tell you to tune into this motherfucker. I did not. That was dope. I'm definitely going to um throw that in there some more. I chewed up some fucking time. 
because that's that that's all I'm doing at this point. I I don't really have anything. What do I have? Come on, let's reach deep down. We get we 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 got it. Fifteen more minutes. Now you know what? We got nothing, so we're gonna stop for now. It was kind of fresh. I I think it was. These new beats, man. You know, the internet, 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 internet is. I feel like it's let me down. Yeah. How? How the fuck have I not had a um an interview? With um Moose Hat guy storming the Capitol. Why have I not? I believe he was charged. I mean, let's you know. Here's what we do. We you know what we do. We go to we go to Wikipedia. That's what we do. We go to Wikipedia. That's what we figured out. Okay, what's the guy's name? Jake Angelini, born Jacob Anthony Angelini Chasley. Wow, that's a lot. In 1998. Also known as QAnon Shaman, Q Shaman, and Yellowstone Wolf, is an American American conspiracy theorist, actor slash author slash activist who participated in the 2021 storming of the United States Capitol. He is a former supporter of former President Donald Trump and a proponent of the QAnon conspiracy theory. Look, man, I didn't even know what the fuck QAnon shit was. I didn't even know what that shit was until. I want to say like a month ago, I, did, I looked it up, did some more Wikipedia-like um, research, and it's just a bunch of people. Basically, it comes back to, to Democrats wanting to fuck little kids. And this dude, this dude's the, it's like the, he's the, dude, he, he, he's the, he's the ringleader. I mean, look, this dude was in the, he was in the Navy. Let's see here. Angelina enlisted in the United States Navy on September 26, 2005. After boot camp and training as a supply clerk, he was assigned to the USS Kitty Hawk aircraft carrier in March of 2006. At some point, he refused to take an anthrax vaccine and was scheduled for dismissal from the Navy. And on September 29, 2007, he was sent to a transient personnel unit in Puget Sound in Washington State and was processed out of the Navy. After two years and 15 days in uniform, his final rank was storekeeper, seaman, apprentice. So, looks like he's a political activist, worked as an actor and a voiceover actor, and kept the profile on the backstage website. Hmm. So the dude's an actor and an activist. Dude, you dude, you need to get your representation to fucking to to get you some some to, uh, an interview something, man. I mean, cause you got all this visibility, dude. I want to hear you. I want to hear what you have to say. Maybe I need to climb comb through the internet more to find more about this guy. Because I cannot believe he hasn't been on some show barking his nonsense. Yeah, I know. Well, it may not matter because that motherfucker's gonna go to fucking prison. Yeah. So. So, Jacob, hey, if you ever, if you ever, ever, ever want to tell your story, man, I'm personally putting it out to you. Hit me up. B.A. Hunter, sarcastically speaking about sports podcasts. I know I said it's sports, but hey, we I do everything. I do it all, man. 
It's it's sports, it's pop culture, it's it's whatever I find interesting. And my friend, I find you interesting. Just putting it out there. I feel like as far as like new content or things that are coming up, it's well, just TV in general. It's almost like I've seen behind the facade. We were watching that show. Um, this is us. And yeah, I'm about done with that show, too. It's 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 becoming harder and harder for me to suspend disbelief when I'm watching shows now. I mean, I'm watching this show and this dude, this dude's driving to an airport to try to get to his wife who's going to have a kid and he encounters a car on the side of the road. He fucking jumps down, saves a dude, doesn't call 911, he throws him in his fucking car and drives him to a emergency room and then get, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. First of all, you go down there and, and fish some dude out of a car and then bring, dude, you know how many internal injuries that motherfucker would have? I just can't turn my brain off anymore. It's becoming just too hard. And, like, coming to America, a sequel, get the fuck out of here. Get get completely the fuck out of here with that, man. Uh, it, it, I mean, it... I see what... They, look, they, I think they came up with the idea last year when Eddie Murphy, he, he like, made a return to, um, to the Saturday Night Live. He hosted it, which was good. That's maybe when you should have put it out. A year later, he's not hot like that anymore. I mean, in the, in the talk of him talking about doing stand-up, possibly. I mean, that that talk has kind of stopped. I mean, he's not. I, mean, I haven't seen him do any stand-up, and I hate to say it, but I think if he does try to come back and try to do stand-up, he's not going to live up to to what he was. How can fuck can you live up to that? I mean, and dude, where are you going to work out now? That's the thing, man. Comedy's fucked until this COVID shit goes away, or subsides to some fucking degree. And that coming to America, I've seen previews to it. That shit looks, it looks extensive and not that good and not that funny. No, no, I say no. And then when I mean, you talk about that, and then you, you also have the, um, I'm, I'm looking at them seeing they gave Keenan, Keenan from Saturday Night Live. He's got his own little sitcom that'll last probably for about a season and they'll fucking cancel it. Sitcoms on, on um, network TV, they're like, formulaic and fucking predictable and the reason they're that way is because that's what they're trying to they're trying to appeal to just your common man every show on network tv is basically to me it just seems like another version of csi or ncsi or they're all formulaic uh, hawaii 50 now they rebooted they rebooted what is it um the god what the fuck's his name the, the queen latifah one um i can't even think of the name of it right now the what the fuck hold on yeah the fucking equalizer they showed that shit after the super bowl man it was so corny and you know you got her as an ex-cia agent then you got you got a you got homeboy who was in who was in saving private ryan the jewish dude he's he's the he's the guy behind the computer and then they just throw in some random um asian chick who just does jack of all trades because a sniper do kung fu kicks and so they're just gonna just solve crimes and it's like man I don't want anything to do with it. I'm cool. That's the way most of network TV though is. It's like I'm glad there's streaming and there's and there's cable there because otherwise regular TV is trash. Everything's trash basically. No, it's not.
just feels that way. I mean, it's it's like if you if you break down like a movie or a TV show, you look at it and it's it's scenes. Everything's a scene, and it's it's all make believe. None of it's real. Like I, I think I started feeling that when when I started watching like the Avenger movies in 4K, and I could see behind the curtain, and it's kind of like man. This shit ain't real. And I knew that, but it just, I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe I'm just growing up. About fucking time. 49 years old. Gotta grow up eventually. Or do you? Yeah, that's that head on productions. You don't know nothing about that head on. Head hunter, son.